Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. The jury may still be out on whether trace amounts of the popular herbicide glyphosate pose health risks to humans, but industry insiders predict mounting consumer fear about the possibility will pressure more food and beverage manufacturers in 2018 to seek reassuring certifications that their products are free from the chemical. Headline after headline in 2017 debated the safety of the key ingredient Monsanto's herbicide Roundup, making it a household word for many consumers and stoking their fears that it could be dangerous and should be removed. On one side of the argument was California's Office of Environmental Health Hazard Assessment, which effectively listed glyphosate as a carcinogen in July, meaning that manufacturers will need to warn consumers of the risk it poses if it's in their product, under the state's arduous Prop 65. The decision didn't come as a surprise to many considering two years earlier, the World Health Organization's International Agency for Research in Cancer deemed the herbicide to be, quote, probably carcinogenic to humans, unquote. Within a month of this decision, glyphosate was back in the news for being present in trace amounts in Ben & Jerry's ice cream, a revelation that put the popular ice cream maker in an awkward position of defending the presence of a, quote, pervasive chemical, unquote, which in many ways represents everything Ben & Jerry says it stands against as a company that uses non-GMO ingredients and is committed to sourcing fair trade ingredients. Less than six months later, glyphosate was in the news again when the European Union voted to allow continued use of the herbicide for five years, a decision that seemed to make no one happy. Many said the chemical should not have been reauthorized at all, and Monsanto said it should have been reauthorized for longer. To help companies avoid PR debacles, run afoul of Prop 65, or lose sales due to consumer concerns about glyphosate, Two certification companies emerged in the back half of 2017 to reassure consumers and protect companies. These include the Detox Project and BioChecked. Based on the fast growth these two companies have already seen, Spins predicts that glyphosate-free and glyphosate-residue-free language on labels, as well as the adoption of third-party verification by brands, will grow in 2018. To learn more about the actual prevalence of glyphosate in finished goods, as well as the potential short- and long-term impact of these certifications, as well as what it takes to earn the seals, I caught up with executives from both companies. Prior to the soft launch of the Detox Project's glyphosate residue-free certification last May, the startup's director, Henry Rollins, says his team confidentially tested between 1,000 and 2,000 finished products, to better understand the extent of the contamination. He says what he found was alarming, but also not surprising, given the widespread use of the herbicide in America. I would say that there are different sectors as to where it is prevalent and where it isn't. Um, it's very pre prevalent in all products um, that are conventionally produced or using GM crops um, for, for example, um, soya, um, then conventionally def definitely for wheat, oats, um, products that contain certain fruits and certain spices 
um, lentils and chickpeas um, specifically. Um, so it's it's very widespread, I'd say, in the, in in food products. However, in certain sectors, for example, in uh, the dairy sector, we haven't done much testing yet, um, and, and in other sectors related to, for example, uh, meat production, we haven't done much testing on it either yet. So, um, by prevalence, I would say that in conventional and GM-produced um, crops, you're looking at uh, a very prevalent um amount of glyphosate in, in, in final food products. Um, this has been shown, obviously, um, in, in some consumer testing that has been done over the last um, probably two years. I think Food Democracy Now! and, and the Detox Project um, launched a, a report back in 2000, at the end of 2016 uh, which revealed some high levels, for example, in Cheerios, in General Mills with Cheerios, and uh, another 20 or, or, or 30 um, products that are uh, that are widely uh, consumed in the U.S. So, um, regarding levels, I would say that that the levels are mainly in the range between. Um, between one part per billion and probably about 1,500 parts per billion. Um, and so some would say those are, uh, are low levels. However, in reality, um, there hasn't been any uh, regulatory testing done at those levels to see if they are safe for human consumption. Um, the only testing that's been done at those levels are independent research studies, and most of those point towards problems for human health. Um, probably one of the best papers that's been published recently on, on the subject uh, of low levels of glyphosate, which uh, are found in, in uh, food products, uh, was the one that came out of King's College London last year, which showed that low levels at uh, probably between 0 0.1 and 10 parts per billion um, caused uh, liver and kidney problems. Um, so, I mean, although we haven't got comprehensive data on the on the problems for human health, which obviously we need, there are, there have been uh, scientific independent papers that point out that low levels of glyphosate could could be a, a problem for human health. Given the extent of glyphosate in finished products, paired with growing consumer demand for full transparency about what is in the foods and beverages they consume, Roland said industry response to the Detox Project's certification has been, quote, huge, with more than 300 brands engaging the startup since May. To begin with, in the first couple of months, it was mainly small brands, uh, small supplement brands, honey brands, uh, baby food, um, and probably the, the odd dairy brand to begin with. And since then, we've seen a, a larger interest, and especially in the last couple of months, from um, much bigger organic companies and a, a few non-GMO certified companies as well, um, who... I would say are also feeling the waters themselves because I don't think there's really been 
many other pesticide residue free certifications out there so they're just kind of trying to learn learn what learn about what we're doing uh, and see what the consumer reaction is um, however as I said uh, we've had um, 300 brands who have actually over 300 brands now who have contacted us about the certification of which uh, half are currently going through certification uh, we've fully certified uh, 15 15 brands so far um, but by the middle of the year we're we're looking probably between 150 and 300 brands to be fully certified so um, it, it's it's a real real range of different uh, different types of uh, companies but I would say the main concentration so far has been on the supplement baby food and honey industries it's been a bit shocking to tell you the truth because we're only a small company so um, we we didn't expect such uh, such interest and I think I think this has been purely purely pushed by consumer demand I think glyphosate is really the number one topic uh, in in the food world at the moment and so I think I think companies have picked up on what consumers uh, are looking for and, and and have started to become interested uh, however um, currently, because of the uh, reauthorization of glyphosate in the European Union and also uh, the EPA um, stating that uh, glyphosate will probably be, uh, again, reauthorized for use, um, I would imagine that this, this issue is not, not going to go away soon, uh, sadly, in, in, in many ways, because um, we don't we don't think that glyphosate uh, herbicides uh, sh should be used, uh, or at least uh, governments should certainly look, be looking for alternatives. Scott Prentice, the executive of BioCheck, which launched a non-glyphosate certification in 2015, says he has seen similar interest from a wide scope of companies, and he's currently working with about 100 companies to provide certification for non-glyphosate, non-GMO, grass-fed, and a few other terms. Both companies have similar systems of certifying finished products by urging companies to reach out to a third-party lab that will test the products down to the lowest level of detection possible, and then sending the results to either BioCheck or the Detox Project if no residue is found. Products that qualify for the certification then must be regularly retested in order to maintain the seal. Of the companies that apply for the seal from the Detox Project, about 80 to 90% pass the standards. The others must go back through their supply chain to find the source of the glyphosate and look for alternative suppliers before they try again. In order to continue to encourage as many companies as possible to apply and earn the certification, Rollins says the Detox Project tries to keep the cost for verification low. Compared with other certifications, uh, it's a very, very small investment. Um, what we've done is rather than uh, many um, many different certifications which which you have to test your full supply chain um, and also you would have to for example pay per product for what for the products that you're certifying we, we've really wanted to enable brands to be able to certify easily and especially small brands as well um, so what we did is we were actually doing a certification per brand. Um, so, 
for example, if a brand wants to test uh, 20 products with, uh, with a lab and all of them pass our standard, we, we only have a one annual fee for the actual certification, uh, which costs $1,472. And that is the total fee for a single brand. It doesn't matter how many products that they have uh, certified with us. Um, which which makes it very accessible, I think. Um, and uh, really, the main for for bigger brands who have lots of products, the main uh, fee would be on testing. However, since I started uh, investigating glyphosate testing, which was five years ago, the the price of glyphosate testing has gone down per sample, probably about three hundred dollars. So it's it's at around one hundred ninety nine dollars per sample at the moment, which is again much more accessible than it was. And, and, and allows the certification to to um, encourage small small medium size and obviously big brands to 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 all get certified. Given glyphosate's connection to genetically modified and conventional foods, one might wonder why existing certifications for non-GMO and organic were not sufficient to allay consumer fears about the herbicide's presence. Roland explains that while both of these certifications offer significant value. They don't provide the same assurance as testing specifically for the herbicide, which could be transferred through cross-contamination. For non-GMO, um, that, there's, a, there's a very clear difference, which is that non-GMO certification um, does not mean that the crops used for, for, um, for the, the crops used in a product are not sprayed with glyphosate because uh, conventional agriculture, for example, um, conventionally grown oats, uh, wheat, of which there is no uh, GM, there's no GM wheat, there's no GM oats, are very widely sprayed with glyphosate as a desiccant just before harvest. Um, so uh, the non-GMO doesn't really has no, certification has no bearing on whether, whether a um, a product has pesticides in or not, and specifically glyphosate in this case. Um, however, for organic, there is obviously um, a little bit of, um, let's say, uh, annoyance from some organic companies uh, regarding a pesticide-free certification or, a, as in this case, a glyphosate residue-free certification because they are suggesting that a, a glyphosate residue-free uh, certification is already covered inside the organic certification. However, the argument against that is that the organic supply chain, specifically in the US, is not tested well enough. Um, it, it, there's very weak testing for organic products regarding pesticide residues. And I think, uh, this, and, and this is basically what we're finding as well, because we've tested organic products, we've tested non-GMO verified products, we've, and we've tested GMO and conventionally grown uh, crops for, for, for other products. So uh, there is a problem in, organic, uh, in the organic world in the U.S. with a huge lack of testing. And... As I said, as I have said to many organic companies, we would love to not not need our certification at all, and for organic to be completely reliable. However, without 
USDA organic certification being uh, including a much stronger testing environment, it will be very, our certification is very necessary. And I think hopefully that the certification will push uh, USDA organic in the correct direction. Uh, which is to, to include glyphosate, a, a, fully, a full system for glyphosate and other pesticide testing inside the organic supply chain. Recognizing that there are a lot of certifications out there, all of which might seem essential, Prentice says that he's working on a way to streamline the number of seals that Crowd Products labels currently. I mean, our main objective here wasn't to create a whole bunch of seals that we could sell to producers and you know have these labels, clean labels all over uh, a product. Our end goal has been to try to come up with a combined seal for a product uh, and we hope by maybe this coming fall that we'll have a program and it'll be called the BioCheck program that when a consumer sees that label on a product they can actually come back to BioCheck and see what all the different things we're checking that product for. Now, we still have a lot of work to do on that, but that's, you know, so they don't have to um, basically try to understand what each one of those seals, organic or this or that, what those seals represent. We're going to try to have, um, call it a one-stop shop for all these different um, potential contaminants in whether it be water, wine, beverages, or produce. We're going to have uh, a program that's hopefully going to share that kind of information with the consumer. Um, so we're not going to say it's a one-shot, you know, there might be still several seals, but we are trying to develop that program right now. Whether or not companies choose to display a seal on their packaging and website, Roland says going through the process and becoming certified could protect brands from consumer lawsuits, such as those filed against General Mills, Post Foods, and PepsiCo's Quaker, on the grounds that no reasonable consumer would expect products labeled 100% natural to contain trace amounts of a synthetic pesticide. Uh, brands will actually know what is in their products, and, and they should be doing this anyway behind the scenes. Uh, and the only way to be fully transparent and maybe to protect themselves against consumer claims, etc., uh, etc., et is to uh, actually certify as well as testing behind the scenes. Uh, from from talking to to hundreds of actually thousands of brands over the past three years, um, there's a huge difference between the the amount of testing that's done in the U.S. and the amount of testing that's done in Europe. Uh, in Europe, brands are spending uh, a lot of money, especially the big brands, on testing their products for a range of pesticides, including glyphosate. In the US, there has been, I, I would say, the exact opposite. Very little testing, even behind the scenes by these brands. And so they, many, many of the bigger brands are now starting to panic regarding what could be found in their products. Uh, which means that they know, obviously that they've never been testing, and, and I think that's obviously a problem for all of us because uh, everyone wants to know what what toxic chemicals are in their food, and if a brand finds specific toxic chemicals, they will then take steps to remove uh, them from their supply chain. So, it, it, the transparency shift will actually hopefully shift the whole uh, foods 
manufacturing market in the correct direction, which is towards a much cleaner supply chain. Looking forward, both Rollins and Prentice predict that as certification for glyphosate residue becomes more commonplace, companies will start to test for other heavy metals and chemicals that could pose health hazards. The end result, they say, will be a healthier food supply and a healthier population. And with that, we've come to the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week for another installment. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week.